BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Dracaris, bitches. Welcome to Straight Up with Stasi. We have a special episode with Taylor Strecker and Bo Clark. Oh, it's been Woo! so long. It's been so <laughs> long. I'm waiting for people to get sick of us, but it hasn't happened yet. But we haven't done like a podcast, the three of us no, together. We have not. And it's listen, been a while. It's been a minute. It, I tried to do one with Bo for Taste of Taylor, but you said I don't want to do it and then you kept interjecting into the whole podcast. Well because I hear conversation that I want to be a part of and then I get co- conversation FOMO. <laughs> that's that's my now type Now you of, know how it feels. That's that's my type of FOMO. The only kind of FOMO you get. Isn't it nuts that we're here on a podcast tour and then we still are actually having a podcast too? It's very meta. It, it also proves that we really deserve to be on a podcast tour because we are podcasters. Yes. It's a reminder. Yes. Like, oh yeah, we do do this. Yes. Like every time I get home from one of our podcast tour trips, um, low is like, People, I mean, my listeners know my assistant loves yeah. it, and I don't feel like I need to explain. Okay, <laughs> she's like, okay, so tomorrow you're interviewing this person, this person. I'm like, I, I just spent four days on stage podcasting. I'm doing it again. I'm like, this is so weird. My whole life is podcasting. It, isn't it crazy? Like, yeah. I literally, there's never, there's never a breather. But I guess that's the point, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's our yeah, because it's our job. Like, do doctors wake up like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and they're like, again? <laughs> <laughs> Ah! Why'd I do this? Yeah, that was an excellent point. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. God, I sound like such a brat. No, it's just the truth. Well, because podcasting historically has been like a weekly thing. And so you just have like, you have it categorized in your mind as like the once a week thing. And I guess... I think I'm mistaken doing this. You too. We're like, oh, one w- once a week. It's so easy, but there's so much more that goes into podcasting. You have to. The booking is the hardest part for me. Yeah. And then finding the time, and then getting it done, and then once you actually like all those perfect things come together, where yeah. the booking, the time, like the guest, all of that. What if that day you're like just don't have anything to say i have such anxiety before every podcast every podcast i get anxiety and then which is weird because i do a radio show every, every morning and i never am nervous but i think it's because it's so early i'm just pissed yeah i guess like every morning i wake up i'm like ah again that's yeah. me yeah uh, i don't know how i could do that like wake up at seven in the morning and then just do something live it's so hard like i think about that like the e daily pop people because like i follow mm-hmm. carissa and like morgan stewart and all of them on instagram and i see them just like getting to work at like six in the morning and then they have to like be there all day and then talk about things and have an opinion i'm like you guys are fucking queens seriously you're champions and also tv as you know 
it's so much waiting. Yes. That's the thing. Well, actually, look, touring is too. Touring is a lot of waiting. Touring and TV. My life is a shit ton of waiting. Yep. That's why I'm I'm doing this thing where I give out my number. Uh-huh. Oh, it's like a separate number. I know. Can we talk about this? Yeah. It no. makes me feel a little less special that I have your number. Well, no, this is. So I have a separate <laughs> app so that I'm not like inundated with like thousands and thousands and thousands of texts <laughs> just on my actual text. Right. Number. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So whenever I am bored and like waiting during which is a lot, which is all the time. I try to get back to as many people as I possibly can. But like I've had people like being messaging me being like mad. Like you haven't messaged me back. This is bullshit. I'm like, I'm getting a lot. You guys, it's I'm like, getting thousands of messages. I'm doing my best to get back to people. As like, one of Stassi's best friends, I will tell you that um, she even in real life doesn't get back to me for a long time. So much so that at least five times in our friendship, I thought we were in fights. But she just sucks at getting back to people. So I well, do. So, the so fact welcome that to the reality. But the fact that I'm doing this, it's like it's it's a lot of effort. So if you want to text me, I'll give you my number. It's 504-291-6748. <laughs> It's 504-291-6748. You know, I will say this, though. Guys, don't don't be a needy friend. Be a cool friend. I yeah. have a friend from college. We are really good friends, like really good friends. She actually was Bo, like... Bo just gave up. Oh, he just <laughs> gave up talking. You don't want to talk? No, I am. I just don't have anything to, <laughs> to say to him about, about texting you back. Okay, what about needy friends, Bo? So have you ever had a friend that was like overly needy and you had to cut them out of your life? Yeah, it's easy. Right. You just just don't call them when you're going to go out. Exactly. Listen, Bo and I are the same. This is a problem. You guys are savage. We were talking about this last night. Yep. Bo and I, the way we handle drama with friends or family or if like someone fucks with us like once in a major way. Yep. It's like we're both the same type of person where it's like you're cut. For at least a long time. Like, I'm not a confrontational person. I'm just a cutter-outer person. So it's like, it's just, if you do something wrong to me, I just like... I le- I'm just like you're done. Like I don't. I, I don't that. give you. I don't give. I don't give you any of my effort anymore. I don't make. I don't make an effort to yep. be around you. I'm just like done. Done. I'm done. I do believe that people should just know better because I feel like a lot of times I just know better. You know, I behave myself most of the time, and when I don't, I say I'm sorry. But no one has to tell me I misbehaved. I'm aware I misbehaved. Right. So I just feel like I'm with you. I'm. I'm a cutter and runner too, but. Ugh. I've had to like learn how to not do that. Because I've Taylor tried it, not to, but, but Taylor is a get alonger with everyone and she'll make excuses for everyone's behavior. So I've like, if I, I mean, I don't want to lose her. So I've had to just learn how to, no, I think that's great because you guys balance each other out. Like, it's unfortunate that Bo and I are so similar in this fact because... You and Nebel. We're, we're just going to end up alone. Wait, what can someone do to be, like, cut out so I never do it? Give me a list. I really don't think that there's anything. It's It has to be something that is, like, So pretty, egregious. Yeah, like, in the beginning of our relationship, like, someone... Uh, you know this person. This Like, there was somebody who, uh, like had some false information that and it was like right when Bo and I got serious yes and oh my god I was there I was bearing witness to it live and gave me like false information that made Bo look shady yes and he basically I, tattled on Bo but but the tattle it, wasn't real but it wasn't real and so and I didn't get ups- I didn't get upset about it shockingly but I know because I just I don't know like I, I like I trusted I was like why would this guy just I feel that he really cares about me why would he just commit to me and like want all this and then like 
go and do something. It just didn't, it didn't fit his character. It just didn't fit the feel, the, the feeling. And you know, girls get intuitions about things. Of course. Female intuition. And my intuition was like this. No, I'm like not believing this. But Bo was so pissed that like this person could have, could have fucked with our relationship because totally. if, I, if I had well, believed and, it, and then I would have been like, I would have been like, bye, I'm not fucking dealing with this. And I would have like, been livid. Oh. I would have been, I was livid. You were so pissed and I've never seen you get pissed, but like given her past experiences, I could see her being paranoid and believing something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was like, that could have been bad actually. I, your reaction, Bo, was absolutely right because luckily she trusts you so much that she didn't feed into that, but like that's something that would have definitely yeah because so then if that would have ruined our relationship just as it started and so that's why he never wanted to talk to this person again because he is like that person was identified as dangerous yes which is fair and but like i so i I was way more forgiving about this because i'm like i don't give a fuck whatever but it's taken Bo a really long ass time so how did you yeah. deal with it like if you're not going to be confrontational then like you just ignore the person yeah, like basically when I, you see them in uh, like a group setting if i see them then I, they get like a nod literally like, nod. it's cold he it's he's and then, cold I, and then I walk by or if they come oh. up and try to talk to me i'm like i say one thing and then i'm like sorry one second and then i go to the bar and order a new drink yes he's savage savage if i'm talking with another person that person comes up it's like i don't even acknowledge them that's his way that's my way of just like you know you get because i'm not confrontational like when i had to confront people on the show this past summer that was i was literally like shaking (laughs) shaking because i don't confront people i'm and you know and like but you're supposed to I, i have to confront this person i can't just give them the cold shoulder so the thing that makes me comfortable is just like you're you just don't exist do you guys want me to give you confrontation lessons? Because I'm actually weirdly amazing at I it. I mean, I don't need confrontation lessons, but you could give him <laughs> confrontation lessons. No, I just don't like. I just don't like confrontation. And I had a couple other friends too that when I first started dating Stas, they were like, "Oh, like what reality show?" I was like, "Oh, uh, uh, Vanderpump Rules." Oh, cool. I've never seen it. And then like, uh. and I was like, "Oh, they're gonna totally be fine." And we live in L.A. And then after like six drinks later on that night, they're all of a sudden walking up to walking up to her on FaceTime with like their family from Iowa. Uh, and they're like, oh my God, can you say hi to my cousins? It's, she's all the things. And she's like, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yep. And then it was like, and then I was like, and then find out that, that I was like, why are you getting all these text messages from my friend? You're like, I thought she was a good friend of yours. That's why I gave you the number. I'm like, she is but like why is she messing i'm like what the f-? like so all of a sudden my friends that were so cool yep. and we live in la that we have like famous friends that yep. no one gives a shit about all of a sudden they're like fangirling over her and freaking her out which pisses me off yep. and i'm worried about her being like oh my god i can't bring her around my friends because they're basically like super fans yeah and she feels uncomfortable now she's never gonna want to come out so that I had to like, I just had to cut off a lot of people or just, I'm like, great. Well, I'm not going to bring Stasi around these people anymore because I know how they get when they're drunk. Fame makes people act weird, especially reality fame. Cause I think reality fame, people think that they own you. You're theirs. They're your best friend, which is a great thing. But it, it, like I've seen, it's interesting because my mom is like, she used to be really uncool around fame. We saw Judy Dench at Marie's crisis. I wouldn't be cool. My mom if was saw, the biggest loser I ever. I would be the big, if I saw Dame Judy Dench, um, I would die. Did I not tell you the story? I was singing with her at like, there was like literally six people at Marie's That's crisis. That's the coolest thing and ever. And we were singing locked eyes. And she came over to me after and she was like, like, darling, 
you have a beautiful voice. And I was like, shut Wait, up! Wait, I have chills right now. Do you know that she wears stripper heels underneath all of her no, gowns? No, she does all not. of her gowns because she says that it like, makes her feel <laughs> it sexy. Like, ma- empowers her. And I'm like, this bitch is goals but she was there it was like four o'clock on like a fucking thursday p.m like early she was there with her family and my mom kept saying is that judy dench is that and i was like i don't know no i don't know no leave her alone leave her alone be cool mom be cool and then when judy came over to talk to me my mom ran over to her family and was like is that judy dench and they were like no and they left but it was and i was like mom you can't act like that you gotta act cooler so one time i had her come to sirius and i was interviewing serena williams who's like her number one and she behaved. She was a good girl. She learned. She had to be taught because fame whacks some people out. I think, but with reality people, I, it's not. It's not just that they feel like, like they own you because they know your life. I think there's also, this might sound weird, a level. There's there's this respect level that's missing because, well, we don't have a real talent. Reality people don't have a talent. I'm right. not. Um, a singer or a performer or an actress where there's a level of respect that people have when they see you. So they're like, Oh, well, you know, she's this talented act. I'm not going to bother her with us. It's like, what do you do? You get shit faced and fight with your friends on camera. (laughs) So like, I don't respect you. So here, let me put my camera in front of your face. Right. That's, There's like a level of respect that's like not there. But Bo's right. I mean, so if he so if he has these friends that are like all cool with it and then they're not cool with it, they're going to I mean, they're going to have to get at the very least downgraded. I've had a couple of friends just like through being friends with you for how many years now? Five, six people ask like my, my friends who are normal usually they get crazy over you and they're like normal people. But like I had a friend that was mad at me cause I wasn't inviting her and her a boyfriend out to dinner with you guys when you were in town. And I'm like, they don't what? know you. So they don't know you. They're like, but they would love us. Especially Bo man. Now that Bo's in the picture, like he would totally dig me. I'm like, <laughs> I actually think he would probably <laughs> oh hate God. you. Number one, especially cause you're being crazy right now. But I had to eventually just say, I just blamed it on Stassi. I was like, Stassi doesn't want any more friends. Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally fine always being the scapegoat. <laughs> the no, I really I don't mind. Just I get I, I just I get anxiety with yeah. with, with small talk. Yep. I get anxiety um with just new people. It's not like I'm not open to new friends. Of course I am. I just I've had so many friends that became like when I was single and I was like, it was my like a year of yes and say yes to everything. I would like constantly, I would be around new people, making new friends, all of that stuff, trying to like, because you're single. So yeah. you have to kind of find a new vibe and group and way of doing things and stuff like that. And so many of them ended up like letting me down and being fucking weird that now I'm like, I don't want new friends. <laughs> It's like it came from someplace. I'm not just an asshole. No, Do you God, know what I mean? no, no. Like, it, it's it's just. It is interesting to see, though. Okay, so you guys are not con- you guys do not confront. You're not confronters. Well, no, I'm not. I confront and then cut. Confront and cut. I you I know, explain why. Yeah. Bo doesn't give any explanation to the person, so they're left with nods. <laughs> and it's left- kind of like friend ghosting. Yeah. Oh, yes. I like that. It is friend <laughs> like ghosting. That. I just, I, I at least tell the person, like, you did this. This is why. And now, bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally, I mean, there's so many people that are like, actually, and I love Jackie Schimmel, but Jackie Schimmel's like, if you don't have, like, a ton of friends from your past, like, it doesn't that say something about you, and it always makes me feel insecure when she says that, because I'm such a cutter. Like, 
I will just like if somebody crosses me, I'm like, you cross me and now we're done. I don't trust you anymore. My mom taught me that at a young age. She was like, she kind of was like, friends should be easy, like the sprinkles on top, like the cherry on top of the Sunday. So if they're not being easy, like just make new friends, Tay. You can make new friends. Like, fuck them. So from a young age, I was like, bye, bye, deuces, see ya. And then I look back on my like, I don't know, like life. And I, I mean, I have like handfuls here and there you do but i don't have like a crew from college i still hang out no with. and i think when jackie shimmel talks about that i don't think that's what she means like hey good i get so insecure no but i completely agree with her if you don't have any friends from childhood any friends like that have been like consist that like you like you know i have three five friends from grammar school a few friends from high school a few friends from college a few friends from sir a few friends from vanderpump rules like that have been you yes. that have been consistent in my life yes like throughout my whole life and i think that is i mean everyone if you don't have any of I that get like, you are a fucking weirdo i get one like um not even a decade like one a phase of my life so i've got like two from elementary school i've got one from high school high school was rough <laughs> i've got like really like a true friend like one from college like i mean a f- real best friend not like a acquaintance friend or friendly friend so right. i don't have a lot of that i moved around so much that i would just pick up friends quickly yep and then and then i would move to another place and i would still t- stay in touch with them but they would never and also i moved to la 20 years ago so there's like only a certain amount of people that i see still from like middle school high school but also i went to so many different middle schools and high schools mm-hmm. that i don't have that like good friend group and actually one of my really close friends rob was telling me he's like you know the reason why it's like i he's got all these like really like long time friends and it's like i don't because i have this thing where it's like like squirrel where i'm like ooh, new group of friends and it's like and i still it's not that i don't hang out my other friends but i've i've realized that i'm that's another reason why i'm so uh good with her friends when i first met her i was able to like get uh really strong close like relationships with her yes. friends because that's my thing but then if i move or something else changes that other friend group kind of goes away and it's not because i uh, like intend to do it or there's like a massive fight or something but it's like it's easier for me to that's why i think it's easy for me to cut off people because it's like there's always going to be more friends i'm the and same then, but i don't have that one thing where it's like there's really like now i do but you know but there's never been like one best friend for like my whole life same like you know i'm very mean? focused on the people that i'm with like that's also why i think i'm so bad with my phone like answering texts emails and also i kind of suck at social media no i very much suck i'm trying to get better but it's like because i am when i'm with people i'm like so tunnel vision with them so the same thing like if i'm in college like my high school friends i remember they emailed me when i was in college and they were like are you dead and i was like well if i were That'd be a pretty shitty way to approach it. But they were like so pissed that I wasn't keeping in better touch. But I'm like, but we're in college. Like I'm in college separate from you. Like I'm going to focus on my college friends now. Well, that's why you only have like a few for right. each who understand. And then when you're with each other, it's like no time has passed and they don't Boom. care that they haven't spoken. If you haven't spoken in six months to a year, it's like right back to where our friendship was. I have a friend. Her name is Leah. I love her. She was my roommate freshman year of college. I fucking love her. I still call her my best friend. I have not spoken to this person in five years i fucking love her and if i saw her tomorrow it'd be like no time had passed yeah but we just live such different lives and we're so far apart those are the types of friends i collect that same and so and if you can't abide by those rules you go bitch so yeah. i had this friend from college and she was so goddamn needy and listen her life was definitely 
a lot of drama, okay? And like stuff that was out of her control. It was like family stuff. And I did feel bad. But she was going through it. And I remember one of our other college friends was like, you got to call so-and-so. And I was like, okay. And she's like, shit's going down. So I called her and I said, hey, so-and-so told me that shit's going down. Are you okay? And she was like, you know what? I really hate that you had to find out from her. And I was like, okay. And she was like, you really should be, we should be talking so often that you don't have to find out from other people. You just know from me. And I was like, girl, queen, that is way too much for me. And I said, I am so sick as a friend of constantly being in trouble and disappointing you. And I bet you're sick of being mad at me. So how about this? Downgrade me from a best friend to whatever you want, friend, acquaintance, really, whatever floats your boat. And she was like, I would love that because I'm really sick of it. And she fucking did. I mean, literally, this was like one of my best friends from college. And I mean, she's like a distant stranger now. I, feel, lo- I feel like this is like a, the upcoming season of Vanderpump Rules. It, it, it happens though. And it's called being in a fucking adult in life. And like, think about when I eventually right. get married and have kids. Like I'm going to have fucking time to like handhold somebody and coddle somebody on a daily we, basis. Yes. Like Bo and I were talking about this the other day, which it gave me some anxiety and it got him excited. We were like, okay, so when we move and then when we have children, He's like, you know, we're going to have like a whole new group of friends because you're going to be we're going to be hanging out with With other people who have children and their parents or our neighbors or like things like that. And I was like, oh, (laughs) oh, my God. My heart's starting to beat really fast. Like I'm starting to sweat. I'm getting a little bit of anxiety. And he got excited about it. But it's new people. It is true. (laughs) Like once I like say once like I actually like have a baby, I'm not going to be able to hang out with the same person who's going to Rock and Riley's to get shit faced every single night. Why do you always got to drop Rock and Riley's like it's a bad thing? Belmont. uh, Belmont. (laughs) I love Belmont. Like that's you know, it's my bar. I like Rock and Riley's too. But that's a testament of true friendship. So like for example, my friend Nicole, mashup Nicole from Sirius. Yeah. We've been friends since college. And trust me, we've had ups and downs. But we always come out on the other end being able to still be friends. But one of the hardest hurdles we had to go over was her having kids because I was newly divorced and then becoming a lesbian. So that was crazy. Yeah. And she was a mom and we like were so not on the same page. Yeah. And she was like so annoyed by my I, like sleeping late <laughs> was like it but it really caused like a lot of problems because I couldn't understand her she couldn't understand me but like if you're really good friends you will work through those times but like that's the shit that ends a lot of relationships because a lot of relationships are just for a moment in time they fill yes. a void like in that phase of your life yes and I've slowly realized this yeah that like there have been people who have been I felt like my best friend for life my sister but it was for a mo- there, it was for a period of time because we were going through something similar and we needed each other. Yep. Do you know what I mean? But the thing is, like, I know I'm going to be friends with you guys forever because we have the type of friendship where, like, we I don't rely on you guys. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think when friendships are reliant on each other, that's when they're in serious peril. Yes. Because then it's like you are it's too codependent. Yeah. You know, and like. I, my friends are just like, it's the fun stuff. I don't like expect anything from them. I don't need anything from them. I just like, I have my family for when I'm like emotionally needing and Taylor, she finds that annoying, but you know, I call that love. Yes. <laughs> There's that quote that's like, some people come into your life for a season and some come for a lifetime. Never mix seasonal people up with lifetime expectations. Boom. Did you just have that on your phone? I just remembered it and I just Googled it. Oh, <laughs> I'm impressed. Yeah, that was quick. You just swooped in with that wisdom right I love there. That. Dropping some wisdom <laughs> bombs on this podcast. It's true, though. It's true. Yeah. So if you want to be a lifelonger, fucking chillax, man. Yes. That's ru- the rule. Like, chill out. Lean back. Lean, lean back. back. Let's lean, lean back. back. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. 
All right, guys, you know I love murder mystery stuff. I love horror films, anything spooky, murder documentaries, murder podcasts, and just anything serial killer-like. I just, like, I'm into. One of the first presents that Bo got me when we first started dating was a subscription to Hunt a Killer. Yes, and I thought it was so romantic. Okay, Hunt a Killer is the murder mystery box that immerses you in an ongoing detective experience. I am not joking, you guys. So it's a subscription-based game. I don't even like to call it a game because it is so hard. You actually feel like you're in the, the show Mind Hunter. Like we would literally, like when we have our nights of playing Hunt a Killer, we sit there in silence for six hours solving crime. I'm not joking. You're going through like letters and um, figuring out ciphers and just like different paperwork and schedules and trying to piece things together to understand how to solve this like a real life detective. And what's really cool is there's Facebook group and like different groups online that you can go on and talk with other people who are playing the game. Again, I don't even like calling it a game because it feels so real. And it's like you're part of this like hunt a killer community. That sounds so weird, but I swear it's true. And right now, now, just for my listeners, you can go to huntakiller.com slash Stassi for 20% off your first box. So hurry and take advantage of this offer and embrace your inner detective. That's huntakiller.com slash Stassi for 20% off your first box. Huntakiller.com slash Stassi. I was just thinking too of like, there's those, there's the moochie ones. And then like on my end, I had so many like acquaintances, like right when you and I kind of got serious Maybe it was like in the year, like, let's just say like a year into it. I had so many friends that were just like, hey, we should go to dinner. I'm like, why? We've, we've never gone to dinner ever. Like, or there's like so many people started calling me to do more things that I was like, so they weren't clingy, but all of a sudden there was like this motive yep. that I was like, oh, you don't really. And all of a sudden I started getting invited to so many weddings and I was like, you guys, I've never been invited to weddings before, but now I'm all of a sudden going to like weddings of people that I was somewhat acquaintances with. So now Here. it's like, not only is it the, the, the clingy people, but the people where I'm just like, this doesn't sound authentic. You became a desirable beau. Right, but it has nothing to do with me. It all has to do with Stasi. So it's that that was like a light bulb check with like certain groups of friends where yep. I didn't like I didn't give them the silent treatment, but I just you know if I saw them I'd be like hey, but I'm just I just don't make the effort. But it's like but again, noted. I never, yeah. Well, th- that's exactly too, noted. I like that. Like noted. Yep. Put a pin in that one. I actually and I love that people think that it's not transparent. Like okay, I sell my clothes to this woman in like Pennsylvania. I hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. She probably fucking does. Oh, well, I'm calling you. I'm not going to say your name, but I'm calling you. And <laughs> she was just kind of like rude to me. And I would like send her Zara stuff, which I think is fab. She's like just reselling stuff in a secondhand store. What yeah. else? And I keep great conditions Zara on my stuff. Is, yeah. Zara's fab. And so she was like, it's like she would send me these emails like I'm I how many times do I have to repeat to you I do not I only take high end and I'm like oh my god fine I'll send you my fucking Vince sweater Jesus but she was like kind of rude and then it got announced I was going to go on tour with you and she wrote me this email that was like sunglass emoji face and like hearts and like OMG send me whatever you want and I was like girl I see right through that and then, and then she included oh and congratulations on the tour and I'm yeah. like, I'm sorry. I feel like I ruined. What do you mean? She's nice I ru- to me I now. Ruin, I ruin friendships and relationships for the people around me. What do you mean she's nice to me now? No, and I can tell her all my Zara stuff. 
Yeah. She okay. sells my Zara now, so thank you. Okay, you're welcome. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay. But, like, girl, I saw that. I saw the shift and I saw the change. Yeah. So, noted. Boom. This is why I just, I stay alone. <laughs> and, well, that's why I have, like, my good friends and then I have my bar friends, you know? It's like my bar friends are, like, those old high school people that I, I see, you know, only on football season or when yep. I go out and they're always at the same place. And when I go see them, it's like, hey, and then I never talk to them. Mm-hmm. And then there's no weirdness, you know? And so. And then what happens is, and I started to recognize this when I was married to Wasbin, is that once people start having kids, they break off into like their own little family. Like it's called a nuclear family. And so between, some people are super close to their like in-laws and family. Some people aren't whatever. But like regardless, once you guys start having kids, you're going to be your own unit. And I remember thinking like, oh God, you really do have to like the person that you're with because like, it's just you and kids. Like you better fucking like that person. Yeah. And that's when I realized this is not going to work out because we always needed a friend buffer in our relationship to like survive. Stassi really experienced it. Yeah, I was a friend buffer all the time. Remember when I was like going out and you were coming back to my apartment and I was staying out and with and like he he would come home to my husband at the time. Yeah. And yeah. Say Taylor's going to divorce you. <laughs> there were literally those come. I mean, listen, I can't stay out that late. So. <laughs> I get tired. So I'm like, okay, I'm going home to your husband. And then he would ask me if you were going to divorce him. And I'm like, she might. (laughs) I'm I'm in a really uncomfortable position, but like, and I can't lie. It's not far off. (laughs) It like literally happened like four days after she left. I said, when you leave, I said, that's it. Because the friend buffer is gone. And enough. Like we had to have his cousin live with us for one summer. Real. I'm oh telling my you, God. No, my girlfriend Taylor. When we were just friends, she stayed with us in our hotel room, New Year's Eve in Miami. Like right before we, like the the I remember the this. holiday season before we got a divorce. Well, at least you guys weren't fighting in front of Stassi. That's always like well, the that worst. Was that was the that was the buffer part? Because when there were people around, gotcha. we wouldn't fight as much. I had a like two my friend one of my friends. I went to stay with her in Berlin for like five months, and and. When I went up, when I like right when I flew into the like flew into Berlin and got to the apartment, it was like I walked in being like, "What is going on?" And that first night, they were at they were fighting and awful. Then she took me out and was like, "I just want to let you know that we're having marital problems." And I'm like, "You could have told me that before I flew 14 hours to plan to stay with you and rent out a room in your apartment in Berlin." I would have I, w- I could have proposed postponed my trip. Yeah. So thanks. for four well, cause I finally just left. So for like let's just say like three months I stayed in this toxic environment and then finally I just got out and went to another friend's and stayed for the rest of the, the, the two months that I was there. And it was the most uncomfortable, awkward, awful experience I've ever felt in my life. So at least they you didn't do that to Sassy. I was not a buffer in this relationship. Oh, I thought I would be. That's but it was dire not. straits. It was awful. That's dire straits. Yeah, that's terrifying. Awful. There's nothing worse than that energy of a ro- of a an apartment or home where you know the couple's fighting. Ugh. Oh my no god. No eye contact in the morning because they were up all night fighting. I or then it's like, yeah, sure, let's go out. Like he's gonna stay in. Then all of a sudden I'm waiting in the room and then I'm no one like doors are shut and then yeah. messaging and like I'm just gonna stay in tonight. Okay, well, I would have have known that like an hour ago and then left and then decided, you know, to get a hotel one night or stay at another friend's one night. It was awful. You know what freaks me out, though, is that so obviously all couples fight at some point. That's like extreme. But like when we all have kids, like how do you like do you hide the fighting? from? I was wondering that, too. I actually had a friend. This is insane. So her mom worked for my dad and um, she 
Um, her parents were like very happily married. They, they're still married to this day and they got along super well, like famously. So then she got engaged and her and her fiance are fighting because wedding, wedding planning is stressful and they weren't on the same page about stuff, whatever. And she called off the engagement because she said, this is not normal. Couples should not fight. My parents never once fought in front of me. And then when she told her mom why she called the engagement off, her mom was like, of course dad and I fight. We just kept it from you kids. And she was like, fuck. I wish I had seen because I just ended a marriage. And then he was like not taking her back because he was like, you just called off our wedding. And that was, so that's the thing is there's got to be a happy medium because if you, if if the expectation, the bar is raised too high, like my parents are still married and that's like rare and amazing, but like I've seen knock down, drag out. So I know that like fighting is a part of being in a marriage. That just is. Well, I just finished big little lies and like that just got me thinking about like everything because I was like oh my god how like how much do like kids know and I remember I was a kid that like I knew you can just feel it you can just like sense it when did your parents get divorced when I was five and do you remember it really or no that's pretty young yeah I remember it really Uh uh-huh I totally remember it. Were you like scared about them getting divorced were you happy do you remember it wasn't I wasn't happy I was just like okay it is what it is. Yeah. I was like, I guess too young to care. Right. I, that was my biggest fear growing up was my parents getting divorced. That and me being an orphan. But that was the time that I grew up in. It was it was like Pollyanna. It was Punky Brewster. It was being Annie. Being an orphan. I don't know. That, it was the, the, all, all the TV I watched was about orphans. Yeah. Meanwhile, I have so many friends that were adopted and they're wonderful and amazing people and they have great families. So I don't know where that fucking fear came from. Why does the word orphan feel so like vintage? Because it is. Because I'm old. I'm aging myself right now. Orphan. I feel like it's like a foster kid or something. Yep. But like, do people say orphan anymore? No, it's no. foster care. Just old ladies like, like me. To, they try to name it like, it's not a graveyard, it's a cemetery. Right. You know, they try to, they try to, all those old words, they try to change because it's got such a stigma to oh it. Oh my God, did I just say like a trigger word by mistake? Like my, my grandmother right now talking about like, you know, people living in certain areas of the world and miscalling them. No, okay. I think you're, I think you're fine. I don't think any orphans are going to come after you. Orphan I mean, they don't call it, it's not like, you know, it's not Annie Foster Kid. Yeah, it's Annie the Orphan. <laughs> orphan Annie. 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 That was her Annie. name. Yeah, orphan Foster Annie, Annie, sorry. Yeah, yeah Foster uh, Kid yeah. Annie. <laughs> that's, the new, that's, the new, that's, that's the new PC version to say. Like, where are their orphanages? They're foster care centers. Right? See? <laughs> yeah, like, in America. Their orphanages are like in other countries, I feel I like. Mean, yeah, I mean, I, just, I think it's just an old word that had stigma that they're trying to, you know, change it so the kids don't feel like, you know, they're orphans. They're left alone, you know, they're so... There's yep. a stigma to it. So it wasn't my fault that I had a fear of that because society did that to me as a child. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm really <laughs> sorry. Okay. I talked a lot over the last year, I think, how I'm very excited to become a mom one day. So much so that I was actually like kind of trying this past summer, but then Bo had to go fuck that up and propose. And now I just don't want to be pregnant on my wedding day. But I still want to know um, if I am fertile and all about my health because knowledge is power. And when you know more, you can make better decisions for your body, your health, and your future. And there aren't many decisions that are bigger than having a child. But for many women, their fertility is such a big question mark. Like we talk about how we want to have children, but we're not actually doing anything to make sure we are, our bodies are at the right place in order for us to make 
that happen. So if you want more information about your ability to get pregnant, you need Modern Fertility. So Modern Fertility is a quick and easy hormone test that you can take at home so you don't have to go anywhere. Whether you're thinking of trying for a baby now or just want to know for your options for the future. Your results are delivered within 10 days and your personalized dashboard will give you insight into how many eggs you have, hormone levels, and any reproductive red flags. You can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse or use the timeline tool to plan ahead. So I hardcore suggest this for everyone who's thinking of at least having a baby at some point. This is what I'm going to start doing. So right now, Modern Fertility is offering my listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Stassi. That's $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Stassi. Modernfertility.com slash Stassi. But also going back to the, you were talking about with um, fighting with, yeah. I, that's why I'm also, and then also friendships. I've also have like, you know, I think like four to five couples that I'm excited to become better friends with because they have kids. Yep. So when we do that, I'm going to slowly start like integrating Stasi and I into these, I'm going to like, we're going to be just be like a little virus, a good virus into these couples because it's like, it's free Free learning. Okay, so you That's did what true. for your first year? She did what when you're pregnant? Okay, so one of your kids is six and seven or seven. So how do you guys fight? So then it's just like, okay, there you go. Give us give us all the stuff that you've you know gone through so we can take like the... That's It's smart. like a cheat sheet. But we're like so into this new friendship, friend group that we're not even a part of yet. Wait, can you tell I me who they are? who they are. Why am I getting so jealous of them right now? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even <laughs> know. Tell me their names. I'm going to take them out. We, know, we don't want to freak them out. <laughs> we can't name names. <laughs> We're coming after you. Wait, when you guys have kids, you guys don't only hang out with kid people. No. We'll be there eventually. No, this is what I mean. I still have my core best friends that I will always hang out with. Okay. Am I going to be able to travel to like on like drunken Mexico trips with like my same crew? No. Very often? Probably not. But that's Maybe also why once, there's things called babysitters. Once in a while. Boom. Once in a while, I just, we're not going to be able to do this, these same things all the time. No, no, no. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Tay and I are right behind you. Tay wants kids like yesterday. So that's definitely, we're going to start freezing our eggs soon. You really, really should. I know. I don't know. Like, should we have, she wants one of me and one of her. I'm like, I'm like kind of the lesser of this relationship. So why don't we just have one of you and have like prime kid DNA? Oh, Tall, skinny, blonde. No, I'm serious. And then Tay's like, but I want one of you because you were so cute when you were a baby. And I'm like, but I'm a disaster as an adult. So why don't we just have one of yours and then I'll inject my personality into it. Like that's the nurture side. Okay. And then the nature is like all her like beautiful genetics. Fantastic. I yeah. Her with my personality? Amazing. It's yes. Reminds me of that movie Gattaca yes. with Ethan Hawke. <laughs> I haven't seen that. It's like, it's like, it's a good movie. Okay. But they like, they they get out like all the genes of all the good parts of like the parents and what they want. And then they make that baby. Oh yeah. I'm convinced that that's what Kim Kardashian did. That's why her kids are so freaking cute. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like they like literally chose what they wanted their kids to look like because they're freaking adorable. I believe techno. I, I believe like fertility is like, is actually there. Well, I, f- I just heard you can choose if you want a boy or girl. Oh, definitely. In, in the in vitro stuff. I didn't even realize that. I think, um, I think so. I heard recently that there is this. My brother talked about it a while ago, and he went to Harvard. So whatever he says, I think is like the gospel, even though he's ten years younger than me. But basically, 
they're working on technology now where like same-sex couples can merge their DNA. So like a gay guy couple, they can mer- merge their sperm, like spin it together. Same. Interesting. And something with women, I don't know actually how they would spin that together, Eggs. but I guess they can. And so you are, so so technically that child has like three. Yeah, they, they would whisk Scramble. it like an omelet. That's cool. Add some cheddar cheese to that. And please. so then the parent, so then the child has like three biological, so the sperm donor for us or like the egg donor for a gay guy couple. So then you actually are all genetically connected. I actually, I don't know if, if that's there yet though. I've heard like conversations. Yeah, like really, yeah, like into like that is like a, a movie that's going to come out in two years. But like, that would be amazing. I would do that but if that's not really like if the science has is it hasn't been like vetted i don't think it has because think about yeah. all those like forensic f- forensic stuff like forensic file cases where they find the dna but then all of a sudden they he's 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 on charge for the murder but it actually was the same dna because it was like the brother or the father it was yes. like that. so to be honest if that happened it was like which one is it who who did it was it the father or the other father exactly because it's like split dna so if you're going to be like a serial killer baby that would probably be the best scenario because then the cops would never know who did it because you could just blame it on one of your dads does that uh, make sense yes it does okay. make sense that uh, I'm, I don't know if I'm awake or w- with it enough to handle whatever. I that just had an was. espresso too, so my, <laughs> my brain is on fire. I'm fading. I thought of having my brother actually be the sperm donor to our kid, not my kid, obviously. Oh, That's called incest. Say, oh but to Taylor, God. so then that way, <laughs> then that way, I always wanted to marry my brother. <laughs> Midsummer um, New York with Taylor Strecker and her brother. Game of Thrones. Um, so, but like donate to Tay, so then the baby is still genetically a Strecker. That's a little but complicated. Then it, but then like Zach, mm. would, Zach would be their, their, their yeah. dad. Uncle? No, but dad, uncle? Dunkle. Dunkle. I think that, I think that that, is messy like we're watching totally. 90 day fiance right now shocker and angela michael angela and michael so there's this like big older woman who is angela angela bb mary i want to have babies this young man oh what? i think i saw this one with you guys and she asked her daughter for her right. eggs or to carry their baby and now she says it I want one of your eggs, or at least just tote the baby. You can tote it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> shocking. Like I, I, I can't even believe. It's like it's, it's shocking TV. Well, my fear actually. So I came up with this idea. Zach was kind of like because he's so progressive and like also, he, like when you're in college, you know how you're so idealistic and you're like all about like helping the world. So he initially was like, yeah, I think I'm down for this. And then he can go like live in Madagascar half the year and like technically be like, you know, a dad or a surrogate of some sort. But then I got nervous that like Zach and Taylor would fall in love with each other. And then I would be jealous you like sitting there. such a psycho. I'm the biggest psycho. Like that is the biggest. That's ridiculous. I think that's what we call being in love. Um, I'm in love and I'm not that psycho. <laughs> it's confusing being a lesbian. I don't even understand any of the rules. Well, you're new. I, I mean, am. What, like five years? I feel four. four. I feel like I'm 13 and like I don't get anything. Like, you know what I mean? Because I had a mental breakdown recently and screamed at somebody who did not deserve it. I still have to write her a thank you note. I'm sorry, an apology note. But um, my parents were like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I'm confused. I was like, treat me like a teenager because that's how I feel in terms of like my love emotions. Oh, I'm so lost. I don't understand. Like when I was straight, I knew what was up. I knew who was a threat to me and who was not a threat. If husband looked somebody, I was like, dream on. But like, I don't get the gay world. It's I, really confusing. I'm I don't know. Sorry. Who's, I don't know who's a threat. And right. ever, you know, do you think I'm a threat? No. Damn it. <laughs> 
Because you're a good good friend and you would never do that to me. I want someone to one time be like, (laughs) I'm threatened by her. I'm threatened by her. Keep my man or keep my woman or my man away from her. Like, why doesn't anyone ever think that? Oh, wait. Can we real? We were talking like, last Katie night. Katie doesn't care. I could literally change in, tr- in front of Tom Schwartz and be completely naked. I haven't. But me, like, and she'd just be like, it's fine. Can like, I- what the fuck? Why can't I be a threat? I hate bra shopping. I don't know one freaking person that likes bra shopping. It's miserable. You're standing there in the fluorescent lighting. Some woman's poking at your boobs and you're just like, seriously, I've never felt so vulnerable in my life. This is why I now just wear third love bras because you get to go to their website. You take a fit finder quiz, answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds and voila, you have different bras that are good and designed for your specific breast shape. They have literally over, what, I think 14 million women that have taken this quiz. And with that, for those 14 women, um, they've been able to then tailor their bras and understand our breasts to make more versions and different fits for all of us. And they have over 80 sizes. 80 sizes. Third Love offers over 80 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes, because not all of us are an A or just a B. Sometimes we're like, I don't know, NA plus. So with Third Love, you get to go and take this quiz and find out what works for you. Every customer has 60 days to wear it and wash it and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, you can return it. And Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. So like, how great is that? So Third Love knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash Stassi now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash Stassi for 15 15% off today. Can I bring something up real quick? So I was, I've got finally caught up on Southern Charm. Yeah. And I feel like this whole Cam having a crush on Matul thing. Yeah. Naomi's new boyfriend. I feel like that's something that would piss me off so much. Like, I wonder if Naomi is actually like, Cam, shut the fuck up. Because, and also Cam, Cam's husband doesn't seem to love it either. Yeah. That would like, I'm trying to imagine if someone was like that with Bo. It would it would start to irritate me eventually. It would if someone was just constantly like being like, "Oh my god, I'm so I'm so obsessed with your bo- fiance. Oh my god, your fiance so hot." And constantly, constantly, I'd be like, "Shut the fuck up." Yes. He's hearing this, and he's gonna like that's gonna put that in his brain, and then yep. he's gonna be like, "This person's attracted to me," and then we're all gonna fall apart. Usually, it's just it's just like <laughs> see, I it's usually it's just psycho. your gay friends that say that to me, your guy friends that say that. That's hysterical. I know, but it bothers it, and it bothers, bothers me. But it, bo- it doesn't bother me. <laughs> it bothers see, that's me. Really, it doesn't oh, bother me. Here it does. Okay, wait, this makes sense. Okay, see, now you understand me. Wait, yes, now this makes sense because it's uh-huh. like when my gay guy friends tell me that about him, I'm like, because they always joke about turning dudes. And I'm like, that shit actually happens, you guys. So, yeah. like, it's not funny. It's yeah, not but I've been funny. in WeHo for like 15 years I've, and I've never I know, but guy, I'm convinced so then, I've dated some you don't people have to worry who have. About anything. But I'm convinced that I've dated some people who have dabbled. So, like, right. to me, it's not unrealistic. So well, like when I look you in the eye, like I'm doing to no, you now, like not. I've done 10 million <laughs> times or after every time one of your gay guy friends has said something that you find inappropriate. And I'm telling you, I have never, what's that? I've never put my, my toes in the 
the dip my toe in the gay pond. In the gay pond or whatever they. I yes, I'm looking you again in the <laughs> eye. So just relax. But you know what? Uh-huh. I, just I like a little flattery sometimes. I just it's good to know I'm desirable. I just Who doesn't want I to be wanted. Just think it should be like. I'm sorry. If women can't say that to my fiance, then yeah. gay guys shouldn't oh. be able to either. Gay right. guys get away with murder, like, with murder, and lesbians get away with diddly shit. I'm, you know what, gay guys? I'm waging a war against you. I mean, I love you and you're my allies, but like for real, what what don't you get away with? Nothing. Well, what if what a lesbian was saying that to me? Yeah. Would no, actually, care? that's even safer, probably, or not. See, but it's like, no, that's what I'm saying. I would, I, I would still be, I would be like, like, what Stop. if my Taylor was always like, Bo? If I were not gay, I'd be Bo. Or Bo, give me your, give me your sperm so I can make beautiful babies. That would bother me <laughs> yes, if exactly. it was just like constantly over and over again. A few times, fine, fine. whatever. But like when you're just like, con- like I don't care who the fuck it is. Yep. It's like, no, like. Tay and I have this woman. I'm not going to go into too many details because I don't want to get called out. But she always finds a way to change in front of us. And weird. She. Yeah. And I'm like, it just it pisses me off. And I know it's no threat to our relationship. Zero. But it's like the gall. How dare you? Like, what are you what are you trying to do here? And I, I remember one time she was in my apartment with Tay and she was changing. And I said, you can go change in the bathroom. And she's like, I like to be free. And I was like, bitch, get, put your tits away. She's trying to strike up a threesome. That's uh, what that's, that's what it feels like to goes. me. Boo boo. I mean, I know it can be a paranoid psycho. But that, no, that would make me annoyed. Yeah. If I had one of my friends in here just like. Oh, yeah. I'm, if someone changed, I would definitely turn around because yeah. I just, you know, I'm not that I care because boobs are boobs. I literally get. But just because. That's just, I was like, okay, that's just what you should that's, do. Yes. Well, it's just weird. Like, it's just weird. If we're on a topless beach and there's a bunch of boobs around, I still give zero crap, but you're in that environment. That's a exactly. different thing. That's an appropriate environment, I guess. someone, yeah. Yeah, totally. But like someday when you guys have a house and you have a pool, because I'm going to make you. I'm making you have a pool. Right. Um, like if your friends came over and they just want to be topless, you'd be like, well, get the fuck, get together. They do that. Well, see, and I it annoys care. me. It, it actually it annoys me sometimes. I would not be okay with that. Because, I would not like that. No, my friends do that. I mean, we've all seen Vanderpump Rules. Oh, yeah, it's I like, forgot about that. I loved a good skinny dipping session. Yes, you do. When it's with my girlfriends or like if it was Bo. But meaning like I'm all about like, yeah, let's go skinny dip. But it's like they're, I'm not there in front of Tom Sandoval or Jax or Schwartz no. or anyone. So like I'm, it's not weird. But like when I go to bed right after that, it's like, it, they all go to a hotel room and like literally all get naked. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. Like, that's just weird nope. to me. No, nope. so for me, it's not because my mom all through like early life when we're in, in Europe, it was like they were topless beaches. I just boobs. I just don't really care about. Again, I've said this before. But it's it's not. They're not strangers. Like and with my group of friends, we've all had sex with each other. Right. Not, so it's like me. I know. But That's like why. you're in this group of friends now. And so like it makes me feel a little insecure when my friends are acting like that. Right. Because shit has gone really dark because of things like that. Right. Right. So it triggers me a little bit because I'm like, oh, cool. Well, this happened to me in the past because we did shit like this. So maybe we shouldn't do shit like this anymore. Yes. Well, if, I didn't realize boobs had such a power to make all your friends just bang each other. They're they're just they're just <laughs> it's boobs. Not, no, it's not. It's not even it's, about. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not like they're like, oh my god. Um, the minute I see a pair of boobs, here we go, oh. orgy. Well, I, know, I, I think it's just like creating the environment that like anything goes. I think anyone attractive Taylor can automatically be attracted to, which is super insulting to her because she's trustworthy and loves me. But like there was, we were recently at this like 
I don't know, event. And there was this, I'm sorry, there was a skanky girl there. She was like in these boote shorts and she was like Kardashian body and she was like banging all over the place. And I normally, that would like make me rage Taylor when we got home. But I like had the presence of mind to be like, don't get triggered. You're drinking. It's okay. Wait, that, yeah, that's not Taylor's fault that there's another human being there. I know, but I'm even, I'm going one step further psycho. Like she gets mad about people exposing their boobs. I get mad about people just existing in hotness. <laughs> like stop looking so gorgeous which is why i'm annoyed that i'm not you know a threat what? you know what you know what i will tell you something right now though it's gonna make you feel so good when tay and i were first together and it was fashion week and you were staying with us in yeah. my apartment yeah um the, the one bedroom one yeah and you, you had hired tay to be your photographer for videographer yeah. so a lot of times it was the two of you and not me and you were looking fucking gorgeous per usual in your goddamn amazing outfits and i did when you left, I, I got in a fight with Taylor and I was, yes! I was, I, I, I was a threat and I felt threatened. Not that I you, was a threat. not that you would ever act on anything, but I got threatened that she was like secretly wishing she was with you and attracted to you. So oh there you go. Oh my God. I love it. Oh my God. I feel and so I validated. And I cried for like a day. I'm so sorry. You were smiling. But I love it. <laughs> but then Tay was like, I love Stassi, but not like that. She also likes thick girls. Thank God. Me and Lizzo. So I'm safe. So if you guys ever went to a Lizzo concert, would you feel really uncomfortable the whole time? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like Tay's number one is Ashley Graham. Number one. I mean, she's gorgeous. Hot. Yes. But, but she is like a plus size model. So that makes me feel... Safe, though, because I know if Taylor ever breaks up with me, it will be for somebody who looks like me or heavier, and I can live with that. I listen, I totally understand. Because I'm a superficial <laughs> psycho freak who's unhealthy in the head. I totally understand feeling insecure about when you think there's somebody's type. Like, I remember we talked about this on our podcast like a year ago when we went to... Um, um Amsterdam I always thought like when we first started dating because Kristen had told me that I'm not his I'm not Bo's type oh, and thanks that, for that Kristen and he <laughs> likes whatever just I so I assumed that he liked tatted up really skinny like brunette like emo <laughs> fucking types or whatever I don't fucking know just the opposite of, of what you. I what I am you, I, when I, you I were mean, on the I'm, amazing race I'm <laughs> I'm in a bedazzled ranch. I mean, bedazzled hot dog sweatshirt right now, like with my fucking big boobs and blonde hair. You know what I mean? Like, yes, the opposite. And we went to one of those sex shows like um, in Amsterdam. Yep. And oh, why do you got to bring this up? Trigger. She ruined the night. She I ruined would, the night. I would. Her, I would. So would I. And so I, was would I. I was fine with like all these people having sex. All these girls wa are watching them, watching them like. And then the second one came on stage that was like tatted up and like looked like what I thought he wanted. I was like, it caused the biggest fight. You were like, I was like, where? You like her. You like her. You wish you were having sex with her instead of me. <laughs> and I'm just like, wait, what are you talking about? Like, we're literally just watching the show. Yeah. And then she's just like. Why are you looking at her like that? I'm like looking at her like what? We're about, we're on a balcony looking down. I'm like what are you talking about looking at? We, I'm looking at her the same way I was looking at the guy like swing his penis around yeah. and do like a puppetry of the penis. Like, what do you mean? Why am I looking at her differently? And then it's like you like and then just storms off and I'm like yep that's what, the, what yep. the fuck and then just go back to the hotel and it was just oh yeah that's I've done that before dark passenger days First, I mean I even I had to like. I had to exert a lot of self-control when Tay and I went and saw Hustlers because JLo is so fucking gorgeous and she basically <laughs> shows her fucking asshole on, on camera which I'm like so I said to Taylor I'm really sad that JLo had to do that like she's better than that but what I really meant the tr what, I w what was I really thinking was you want her and it makes me furious and I hate this movie <laughs> that's hysterical but it's a great movie
movie. You should go see it. I really want to see it. It's she's so spectacular. But then Taylor looked at me. She was like, "Okay, so I know you don't think you're a lesbian, but you are. So are you turned on? Like, why am I in trouble and you're not in trouble?" And I was like, "Because I want to look like her. I don't want to have sex with her. I want to look like her." Yeah, and that's the difference. Because Taylor likes the way she looks. So that when people like the way they look, they want to have sex with people. When you don't like the way you look, you just wish you look like people. Oh, okay. all right, single lesbian female. <laughs> okay, I do a spinoff of the single white female. I just right. want to be you, J Lo. I keep trying to figure out what Bo's type is so that I can like just make myself more insecure and it's driving me nuts that I don't know what it is. But what is what tell us? He doesn't I don't have one. I'm he like, says he doesn't have one. If I if I if I laid, <laughs> if I laid pictures of the last like ten years, yes. they would all be different. I actually like that, but then it's also very scary. It's, now you see how I feel. It's like anyone could be some anyone could be someone that he likes. Exactly. I have no idea. I have no idea. Although it's just too overwhelming that it actually makes me more <laughs> secure because it's like I can't be bothered. There's too many of these females walking around. <laughs> but, but, it could be any of you. I'm happy you don't know because God forbid I tell you what like a single type is, and then one night if we're at a party and we're drunk and some I'm talking to someone that looks like this type and she Forget freaks it. out. I'm like I so I'm like no I'm it's like like back in the day when like the first podcast I did you were asked like who was my who would be like my my housewife that I would want to hook up with Oh my god what a question And then and then when I and then What was your I, answer? I think it was like I I like the countess and yeah. Sonia yeah. I'd want to do like a threesome No and then he right? said Kelly Ben Simone Oh, oh fuck yeah. you Bo yeah, yeah of course <laughs> So then but and I remember like we were, we met her at that fashion week and I was just kind of like I'm just going to sit down because god forbid I I go up and say hello to this girl then she's going to be like Wait, why are you talking to that Kelly? That didn't bother That's, me. I know, but because I, I sat down he was and, smart. and then let you introduce me and I didn't stand up and I just shook her head and uh, shook her hand and smiled, said nice to meet you too. Now that's didn't a good partner. Anything. Wait, hold on. I am but, but actually when I met very, Shaw, I, incur- I brought you there to meet your high school crush. I brought you to Vanessa the Shaw? Halloween, yes, yeah. Vanessa Shaw, freeform thing. Right. No, this most stunning woman. He would totally bang her if she was single and he was single. Even now, she's still gorgeous. And I called him and said, "You need to come here. Vanessa Shaw is here. I can get you a photo with her." And that is fucking love. How did you? How did you like deal with that? Because I need to. I'm like like. Well, I think because she orchestrated it, is, yeah. which is why she <laughs> like able it. to do that. I guarantee if we were if it, we were at like a party an after party yep. and I was just randomly talking like I went to get a drink I'm like here babe I'll go get you two drinks and then all of a sudden I've been gone for five minutes and then at then Stassi's like where's my drink where's Bo and then I was at the bar I'm sitting there talking to Vanessa having even ordered the drinks yet she would yep. be pissed off Fair. knowing yeah, yeah so probably probably See? fuck yeah well. I mean, I feel that. So what? I'm a control freak. <laughs> I mean, anytime I've same. Whenever I've met Taylor's like ex hookups, they always look like me, which is great because then I know she does have a type, and then I also don't value myself, so then I don't value them. Does that make sense? That's you need to go to therapy. Well, I actually called my therapist this morning, and so I have an appointment set up in a couple weeks. So thank you. Yes, I do. That is incredible. I'm very excited to get back to uh, doing Skype sessions with Sherry. I love her. Do you know She's Do you great. know how annoying it is that Bo and Taylor don't get jealous at all? Very annoying. Although Taylor does get jealous. She gets jealous of men. So I guess in Taylor's mind, she would class- classify me as a bisexual, which I don't know what the... F- I'm more asexual than bisexual, but bisexuals are scary. And I can say this as, I guess, technically one, because they're attracted to the world. Oh, yeah. That's terrifying. Ter- that terrifies So me. she hates Chris Evans because he flirted with me in an interview one time. She hates Aaron Paul because <laughs> he asked me on a date one time. But I also look totally different when this happened. I was younger and way skinnier. 
Um, and then I flirted with some guy one time at Sirius. I could just like get through the interview because he was a flirt. And Tay like legit didn't talk to me for two days. So men trigger her hard. And also I had an ex-boyfriend that she like, she hates him. She's never met him. And she, every time I bring him up on the air, she gets so pissed at me. But recently she said that she's been able to let it go because she feels like we're going to get engaged. And so she feels good about that. Wait, why don't One you point. ever get jealous? Do you never feel any moments where you're like jealous? No. Because he's well adjusted. Why because not? Because I'm confident in myself, confident in a relationship. And also, if uh, the only time I would get jealous, it wouldn't be jealous if there was a guy inappropriately talking to you. Yes. Then I would get angry and annoyed. At him. Not, yes, at him. And like, you need to back off. She's like, if maybe if a guy was trying to hit on you and you didn't know that, you know, before I put the ring on it, but it's like if I saw something inappropriate, I would get angry and I would con- then I would confront. I wouldn't just grab grab you and just be like, look through him, baby. He's not here. Look through him. <laughs> look through right? him, baby. I would confront. I just don't get jealous. I'm like I'm I'm secure in myself, and I always I've always had this thing where it's like if they want to cheat on me or go do something else with me, then then I'm glad then go because then you're wow. not the right one for me. Wow. And I give, then I give zero fucks. Give me some of that. It's so, so annoying. It's like, I wish. I just want to make him a little jealous. But see, I get girl, it. why do you want to make me? Why? Why? Because it's just like... That's rude. Because she you, feels alone on Jealousy I, Island. I feel alone on Jealousy Island. And it's like, oh, I'm his woman. And he's like, he's like being protective and a little jealous. Just a tad. Just a, you're protective. You are 100% protective. But like everyone wants a little bit of jealousy every once in a while because it makes you feel wanted. But also you don't have any new friends. You have the same friends. <laughs> yeah, you don't leave the so hotel. Why would he be jealous? You, you don't, you know, you stay in your bubble. So who am I going to be jealous of? Exactly. If, 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 Tom, Why Schwartz, aren't you if Tom like gives you an extra long hug for saying. Why aren't you jealous that I had a dream that you left me and Brad Pitt and I aged 35 when he was 35 started oh, yeah. dating? Why didn't you? Why because aren't you jealous I'm not like you who when you had a dream that I cheated on you woke up and was an asshole to me for two hours <laughs> no. in the morning and this, I hate when you say this because I did not no. do that I literally every, anytime I have a dream that you've cheated on me I wake up and I'm like I need five minutes I'm like I need Same. five minutes I've never been an asshole to uh, you the first time no the first I wasn't time. you mm-hmm. are totally making that up because my ex-boyfriend used to not talk to me for a week what? straight shut up Yes, a you know which ex boyfriend. A week straight, if he heard me talking in my sleep and the sound and it, it sounded like it could be a sex dream but or what if sounded. It was, but what if it was a sex dream about him? Who doesn't matter? Or if it, if I said somebody's name in my sleep, would not talk to me for a week. So we were in an apartment for a week without any communication. The most toxic situation. Oh so I God. have made it a point to never punish anyone that i dream about i have never been mean to you for two hours before because of a dream i need five minutes to be alone yeah when you wake up you have to just realize that that didn't happen and then i'm fine i need an hour 45 minutes to an hour and then i'm good <laughs> but i have to let you know what you did that in my mind in the, the dream my brain created yeah, that's so i can tell you ridiculous. why you were so mean to me while you were sleeping in your dream. <laughs> I know. That's awful. That's where I'm just like, okay, I'm going to go and I've just never leave. done that to you. He's, he's lying. And so, with, do I look like I'm lying? And so, with that, yeah. we are wrapping it up. That was fun. That was, that was fun. Um, Good. How we vented out all our feelings about friends and relationships yeah. and dreams. 
Yeah. All right. Now we have to just go prepare for our live show in Dallas tonight. And you guys, we have so many more stops on this tour. So if you want to come to one of our shows, go to StassiSchroeder.com slash tour and you can get tickets. Um, I'm really excited about the L.A. one at the Wiltern. Yes. Um, Home base. We're planning like extra special shit for the will turn so how can you not it's like i mean there's gonna be so many people there. la so if you haven't gotten your will turn tickets you might want to get them now all right bye guys